Ever felt judged at the gym? You don't know how to use the leg curl machine? <laughs> Are you serious? This is your first day alive? Um... <laughs> no, it's okay. I love helping people during their first day on Earth. At Planet Fitness, get energy without the judgment and join the judgment-free zone. Never intimidating, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. Get energized today during the Big Fitness Energy Sale for 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, January 12th. See Home Club for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Said I'm never like you know it's put you back in with the automatics. We gon' set them to have it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> She like the way that I dance, she like the way that I move, she like the way that I rock, she like the way that I woo, and she let it clap for a nigga. She let it clap for a nigga. All right. Welcome back once again to season three of the Starting 502 podcast. As always, your host of the most, Presley Meyer, here with you. And this week, our first member of the starting five, Alan Thomas, is in the house. Alan, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Man, I'm, this has been a long – this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. I haven't been on a podcast with any of you guys in a couple of years. It's probably been three years, but it's pre-pandemic for sure. So, anyway, I'm really pumped. We have a lot to cover, and this, this is one that I definitely wanted to get on topic-wise, you know, to talk with you. Yeah, so for people that don't know your background – so most people probably know you as the owner of T-Shirt Hooligan, uh, which is obviously you guys are always constantly putting out great content uh, at, at T-Shirt Hooligan. Yeah. But what was your background as far as your basketball knowledge? I know you've been involved in, in running some of the, the basketball camps with, uh, with, with some of the Louisville players, and you do a little bit of coaching on, on, on the side, right? Um, I used to coach. Um, I, I don't coach anymore. It's, it was kind of one of those things would you rather be a spectator watching the kid or, or a coach screaming at him during the game? And I honestly, after one season ended, I just realized like I just wanted to be a spectator and I could sit there on my hands and just watch, watch hoop, man, you know, and, and uh, he's my stay. It's my stepson and he's now in seventh grade. So he's getting in that age where like he's beating me outside, you know, and this, and, and I, I, I'm saying he beats me. Like I play every day though, like for my age and uh, he's, he's starting to play like a grown man. And I'm just like, I want to get out of the way and watch, you know what I mean? I mean, and he's, I mean, he's already taller than you, right? The doctor says he's five, five and which, which would be shorter than me, but we see <laughs> we're pretty much eye to eye. I think everybody says I got, I have him by like just a smidge. Yeah. You, but, I, I think maybe you still got him, but with maybe with the hair, you're going to have to keep going higher with the hair. I think that's what yeah, it is. This calic just needs to keep doing its thing. You know, we're excited to just transition to a new season. I think the perfect way to do this, just like the team is doing a transition, transitioning into a new coaching staff, transitioning to a, a team that a lot of people don't know a lot about going into Louisville Live. But before we even get to that, you know, the, the one thing that I think that we need to discuss is the expectations around this team, um, especially since the hiring of Kenny Payne. We all know how last season went. And, and, and really since, since the pandemic, it's kind of just been a gradual decline uh, in the performance for Louisville basketball. Yeah. A lot of heartbreak, a lot of tough times. And, and really going back in the last five years, 
It's just been, it's been a lot. It's been overwhelming. Fans are ready to see a successful team. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure that's fair either for Kenny Payne, right? Because if you, you look right. at what, what's happened over the last few years, uh, I was just listening to, to Travis uh, Branham, a recruiting expert, um, who's, no who's very knowledgeable behind the scenes, who, you know, we, and we can get into the recruiting aspects of things a little bit in, uh, in a few minutes here, but, but really he was, he was talking about how it really has still played a factor uh, that, that Louisville's IARP ruling has not come down. And he thinks that that was a huge factor in Louisville not landing DJ Wagner. And I know that that fans are going to want to poo-poo that and say, look, I mean, you, you still have a job. You still have to go out and land these players. But ultimately, until it's completely out there and Louisville knows that it's not going to receive a postseason ban, if you're a one-and-done player like Aaron Bradshaw or D- DJ Wagner or, or any number of players that Louisville's going after right now, unless they have 100% assurance that they're not going to that, that not gonna have a postseason ban uh, – Players still don't want to come to school for that. I know it's not the end-all be-all, but that, that's still a big thing. So that Louisville still has that looming. But but essentially, I, I guess all, this, all of this to say is, you know, it's been about seven months since Kenny Payne, eight months now since since he took over. Um, and, and since his arrival, I guess, what how is your, have your expectations changed? And do you think that they've been tempered a little bit? Or do you think that you've gotten more excited uh, since he's he's arrived on campus? I'll tell you this, just from my standpoint, I think immediately out the gate, I, I, I thought it's Kenny Payne. You look at the NBA, there's nobody with more recruited talent in the NBA right now than Kenny Payne. And actually, he's, he's probably, that's probably historically, you know, he's probably number one or two. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to guess of who recruited the most people in the NBA throughout history. But right now, I mean, he's got like a, a big handful of dudes that are like, not just like in the NBA, but like, I mean, he's got a couple all-stars, he's got some champions in there. Um, he's got some guys that are really showing out day in and day out. So my initial expectation was, oh, we're going to get these guys right away, especially when he added Nolan Smith, especially when he added Danny Manning. These are two good recruiters, you know, elite national recruiters. But like you said, with the IARP, I'm not just going to sit here and act like that wasn't part of it. I did think that Kenny would have a plan put in place, but um, I think it started to become to become more real maybe in the last month or so when you started hearing the DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw. These are two guys that we thought, hey, they play for Purvis. They know Kenny. Hey, they know Milt. Hey, he's going to hire Milt. And you just connect the dots and you're like, we might just have a pipeline again. I mean, I remember, you know, we made some Camden Connection t-shirts based off of this. Um, And the Camden Connection was what it was without uh, Aaron Bradshaw and and DJ Wagner. But um, once they started to trend towards Kentucky, I think the expectation for me tempered a little bit. However, what he's put together, uh, the staff has put together this group coming in town. Like I said, we can talk about that here in a minute. But that has kind of not rejuvenated my my, uh, expectations, but it has kind of um, made me stop tempering a little bit and looking and saying, you know, you know, and, and people can say, we don't know what he's going to run. I understand that, that aspect. I respect that opinion completely, but I have never seen Presley, a coach, a basketball coach that says that practices a certain way. And when they get out on the court, they don't play that way in that tempo, uh, tempo wise. So in, in that, in that way, my expectations are still through the roof. I, I want to get back to playing Louisville basketball. And, uh, you know, like you and I were talking earlier, the videos that you see, they can make you, you know, like see dollar signs and uh, really, you know, I mean, get really excited, you know, to see some some alley-oops on every possession. But um, that's just not 
you know, sometimes, you know, the Big Mac um, on the commercial is not the Big Mac you get in the box, but it's still a Big Mac. I think in this particular situation that we have here, uh, I think I think you are going to see a little bit of run and gun. And until we get the top tier, top five talent that Kenny really wants in there, you know, um, I think that the expectations have to be tempered a little bit. I mean, we're not going to you're not going to go to the final four this year. You know what I mean? In, in the words of George W. Bush, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, can't, fool me twice, you can't get fooled again, right? You know, Louisville fans are starting to kind of get into this rhythm a little bit of, I don't think ultimately the expectations have changed. If, if they had, then Chris Mack would still be here, right? And, and yeah. you know, you, we can sit here and say, oh, well, Chris Mack walked away. You don't, you don't pay a guy $5 million for him to quit in the middle of the season. I'm sorry. So, so ultimately, the expectation is there. Uh, Louisville has set that expectation expectation over the last three to four decades, and and Josh Hurd is is not going to allow uh, and anything less than than what the expectations are. So yes, I, I think that there's definitely some wiggle room, and I, I think the perfect indication of that is the way that that Louisville kind of swung and missed on on some guards, frankly, in the offseason. And I know that the goalpost will be moved like like Tennessee throwing the goalpost into the river this weekend. <laughs> we have to first acknowledge that there have been some misses. I mean, Louisville fans there for probably about a month really felt very convicted, very strongly felt that Louisville would land DJ Wagner. For those that, you know, kind of been, if you've been on our rock for a year, DJ Wagner obviously uh, has a lot of connections here in Louisville, number one player in, in his recruiting class, obviously a one and done in the NBA, probably a future NBA star. All, all of these things, the stars were kind of aligning for Louisville, but ultimately, uh, the, the relationship that he had with, with a number of people on, on the Kentucky staff, even on the Kentucky team, it's just too much to overcome. You also have to acknowledge, though, there were players like a, a Tyrese Hunter. There were players like a, a Imani Bates. Imani. Uh, you know, there, there were players that, that Louisville had on its radar, a number of, of high-level transfers that Louisville had on its radar. We ha- even had people come out and say, it's, it's a lock. This guy is going to Louisville 100%. I can't see any other way around it. And then ultimately he ends up at a Texas or an Eastern Michigan or a, at first we're very excited about the way that Kenny Payne recruits, but then it's automatically, you know, you're coming back down to earth just a little bit um, when, when you realize what, what reality is, you know, you, I, and I think the reality is that you can't, you just can't go from where Louisville has been in the last five or six years as a program to all of a sudden just going to final fours. And yes, I, I know that it's, it's kind of happened in the past, but based on Louisville circumstances, and, and, and what kids know, what recruits know, I mean, a, a recruit now that's a junior in high school was, was a baby. They were in like, you know, early middle school uh, with the last time Louisville was even in the tournament or last time Louisville won a tournament game. So it, it's just the reality is a little bit different than than what the expectations were set at. I think it's OK to kind of see um, what happens and kind of play by ear just a little bit as far as expectations for recruiting. Th- this team as a whole, right, and, and, and we start moving towards Louisville Lab, we start moving towards red-white scrimmage and, and exhibitions. I mean, that's right around the corner, right? Like that, that's yep. all coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, to you, when you look at this team, are there any players that, that stand out right away that throughout your work there or whatever, a player pops in your head or an, an idea pops in your head of, of what this team's going to be like? Who are those guys that stand out to you? First of all, you know, if everything we've heard in the offseason about L. Ellis has been, you know, really good. And actually, he, he's going to he, he has no choice but to be the guy, you know, w- with the rock in his hand. I mean, he's going to play over 30 minutes. I mean, has to, you know, what you would think. Um, and we've heard a lot of buzz about Kamari Lands and how, you know, Kenny Payne. Now, the real I, I think I think this I think Kamari Lands 
might have gotten some clock with Mac. It was a Mac. He's a Mac recruit. He right, might have gotten right. some clock. I think Kenny wants him to get a lot more clock than a freshman will get. Now, that would be the true – I think that's something you can look at in year one of Kenny Payne is like, what did he do with Kamari Lands? Because he's he's talking a big game about Kamari. So how far can he bring Kamari Lands? So that's kind of – I'd say actually maybe Kamari's um, development this year. Not tr- not to say that it trumps L. Ellis's, is, but but that's definitely one that I'm going to be, you know, watching throughout. Like when he gets in the game, I'm going to be watching every move he makes with that basketball. And, not, and now, if I had never seen L. Ellis before, L. Ellis would be the answer. But I've seen L. And uh, L. L. has a huge ceiling, and uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna win some games for us. You know, like we've seen some tape, and it, like I said, it can be misleading. But um, I think Kamari Lands is like he's the guy that you're going to gauge, or at least me, I'm going to gauge Matt. Um, um, Kenny Payne on his first year as to, you know, what can he actually do with guys? Is he really d- the developer or is it like, you know, John Calipari's magic all these years? You know, I'd like to thank the former personally. As far as guys, and I, I 100% agree with you on, on in that aspect. Is there a guy on this roster though that's returning that you think is going to make a huge jump from, from where he was um, either, you know, last year or, or maybe even in the last couple of years? Uh, JJ Trainer, I think, has been in. And Darius Perry said this when he transferred. I think it was either Darius or one of his relatives said this about Max System. And this is, like I said, this is no shade on anybody on on that coaching staff. Um, but I think that style had JJ in a straight jacket. He is a quick. He's he's quick for a bigger guy. Um, he can stroke it. We saw like sometimes you see flashes and you're like, he get in a game and they kick it out to him and he hit a three and you're like. And then they sit him down a couple a couple minutes later because there was a weird rotation. And you're like, where's he going? No, 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 no. And so um, and Coach Boo Brewer, will, will, he'll be the first one to tell you, like, like that kid's ceiling is is insane. And he was recruited to be, you know, like a, like he was going to be a star here. You know, he was a very highly touted recruit. I think it's just, the answer to me is J.J. Trainer for sure. You didn't steal my thunder or anything, but I, I think that's the obvious answer, right? Uh, because it, I think if you're looking for reasons to see that, that the way that Kenny Payne runs a program and the way that, that his offense and defense run, the way that he likes to pace uh, to move in, in his system, I think that J.J. Trainer is going to be one of those guys that just could not find his way onto the floor in a Chris Mack system that could ultimately be like a maybe a starting-level player um, on this Louisville team by season's end. And, you know, we kind of talked about and you got into it just a little bit, not getting – ahead of yourself by just watching the, the offseason hype videos, you know, ultimately that those are things that, that build your brand and, and, and make you become a complete product, right. By yeah. having those sorts of videos, by having the interviews, by having the dunks and the highlights from the offseason from practice to, to get people hyped. And I mean, that's why people buy tickets. That's why people tune in the games is because of that stuff. Right. So, I mean, clearly they do a good job about that, but year after year, you know, we, we kind of see, uh, the the product in in the offseason that's that's depicted over video and and we hear about what the coaches talk about um, what they choose to talk about in press conferences right and then we just kind of ride with that and then when it doesn't pan out during the season we're like well what the heck um, in in this case though you know I, I see JJ Trainer having fun looking more comfortable I saw Boo Brewer um, last week at the at the letter winners uh, golf scramble. A shout out to the Vince Lococo and Max Martin for having me out. Um, and, and, you know, Boo Brewer, first of all, I mean, F that dude for bringing out, he brought out, out a, uh, a guy who's not on the PGA tour, but on the tour below it, 
and came out and just ba- just barely barely eked out a, a dub against our team. Um, but you know, we're not going to give him any any grief on that. But he he definitely seemed like he seems like a he was holding himself as a confident man, as a guy who you know he he knows what Louisville's what, what Louisville's working with. The the other guys, the, there's two other guys that stand out. They're both front court players as returning guys. Um, Jalen Withers again. You know, it, it seems like every offseason since 2020, we yeah. really had this conversation about, well, Jalen Withers, he's the real deal. He's this and that. And obviously you've seen flashes of like, I mean, he's he's a legit athlete. He's a legit player, but can he put it together for a full season? We've seen him have games where he can have 20 and 10 and take over a game. But we've also seen him have games where he looks like, you know, it's been three months since he's played basketball. And, yeah. and, and sometimes those are one game after another. It was confounding to watch. Under the new coaching staff, can can Jalen Withers find a, a significant role? Because he he is one hundred percent a guy who has the talent uh, and, and has the skill set to be an all conference type of dude. Like okay. there's there's zero doubt about that in my mind. And, and and the one other guy is Roosevelt Wheeler. Again, another guy with just all the intangibles. When you have a seven footer that can shoot the rock, run the floor, distribute the ball. Like he has the intangibles to, to be a really good player, but can he put it together and can he kind of take on a, a larger role for this Louisville team? Can he, you know, you know, be what he needs to be on defense? I think those are three guys that really stand out to me. There are a lot of exciting pieces on this team, but really Louisville. And, and that's kind of the final thing that I want to get into before we talk about Louisville live stuff. Yeah. Louisville has to, they have to have more than half of their returning guys take a significant step up for this product to be better by any margin, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, Louisville loses a lot, for, a lot of production from last season. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, the, rightfully so, you know, with, with the new coaching staff, which just transitions into, into what the staff is going to be expecting from, from its team. Uh, that that's, un, that's understandable. Louisville has to see a lot more production from the guys that are coming back. Obviously, you know, we've talked about L. Ellis. Uh, Sidney Curry is another guy who obviously was was a stud on offense last year, but by the same token, he was a liability on defense. Can he be a guy that can step it up and be a consistent player and continue to start for this team? Or is he going to be a guy that ultimately falls by the wayside? Because, you know, it, I don't think it's going to be like in the Chris Mack system last year where he will get away with with – it's not that he loves on defense. He's just – he was not – prepared as a player on on defense last season is that a guy who can step it up and, and be a full-time starter I don't know but th- those are the ki- types of things that that stand out to me what do you think Alan yeah I think you know last year the biggest thing like you said we need a lot more production but last year and I, I, I've said this in some circles is that the thing that you notice the most like why won't a team play fast and, and the reason that Chris Mack kind of said that they wouldn't play fast is because they weren't in shape to play fast so you have to be conditioned that's why Rick Pitino had like you know what 30 something treadmills all around the the area and that was kind of your punishment like go run on that go walk on that and you know like the 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 report I'm hearing out out of practice and just today talked to a guy that went to practice and he's saying that well they're running a lot I mean you wouldn't believe how much they're running and it's not really punishment running it's just okay, here's what happened. Here's the situation. In this situation, you got to run. We're going to sprint the floor. Guess what? There was a foul dead ball. They got the ball. We're, we're, sprinting, we're sprinting back. We're sprinting back, you know, and um, the, the rebound goes up and you want three guys out, you know, one guy kicking. I mean, you want a formation going down the court. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see who who gets what. Um, I, you know, I can totally see uh, Sidney Curry maybe 
you know, maybe even Rose developing into an outlet passer uh, this year. Because, I mean, not to say those guys won't be fast, but you got to think that, you know, L. Ellis is going to be a roadrunner, Kamari Lands, um, you know, some of the guys. Maybe even J.J., like I said, he's pretty big for, you know, he, he might run down and, you know, catch that alley-oop several times th- uh, throughout the year. But um, it's going to have to start with conditioning, man. And I think, like, this style. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That we don't know about, but we kind of, but we know what he wants to run, but we haven't seen it, but... You can, you can, like I said before, I mean, you can pretty much assume if a coach is going to practice this way, we're going to play at this tempo. You can't, you, you're not going to practice tempo and not play that tempo. And it all starts with conditioning. I just hope we're there. And I think, you know, Kenny's getting them there from the, from, you know, what I'm hearing. Yeah, I agree, man. And, and look, I think that the main thing that the staff is probably thinking about too is, is how, when you're a team with, with less depth or less uh, overall talent across your roster or less experience, what, what are the ways that you can kind of stay in games with a Duke, with a Kentucky, with a Carolina? You know, what, what are the things that you can do? I think, number one, the thing that stands out to me um, is, is just the little stuff, like, you know, diving for loose balls and, and uh, getting, you know, doing extra work to get a rebound, you know, executing correctly on, on, a, on a called play. And, and shooting is the other thing, obviously. You know, yeah. you always talk about any, teams that can get hot can kind of shoot their way into um, any game. But, but the, the other thing that stands out to me is is the pace of the game, right? We used to see all the time um, against Rick Pitino coach teams, people would try to take Louisville out of its, out of its rhythm. You know, lesser teams like uh, Alcorn State comes in, they're going to try to take Louisville out of its rhythm by lessening the amount of possessions that you have in a game. Uh, Louisville can do the opposite of that because of the athletes and the length that they have. They can try to, you know, jump into passing lanes. They can try to generate outlet passes. They can try to get up the court fast and kind of get the other team on its heels, get a few quick buckets here or there. If you're a team that's not going to have a, um, an extremely successful half-court offense or an extremely um, versatile um, half-court defense, then the way that you stay in the games, in, in my opinion, with, with the roster that Louisville has, is to get up and down the floor. Uh, we see, we've seen that John Calipari has done that for a long time. They either get up and down the floor, they're going to post you up, and try to take advantage of you down low. Th- those are really two things that, that John Calipari is known for, not really shooting, not really that average college basketball team are, are gravitating towards, right? And I think yeah. that Kenny Payne might be much of the same way with the roster he has. Uh, you know, you look at this roster and half the players are over 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, uh, so yeah. you're going to have a size advantage against almost every team that you play on, on your schedule, uh, regardless of, of where they're ranked or, or what they bring to the table. Uh, so I, I think that, that getting out, and running is is the, is one of the number one ways where where Louisville can can really uh, take advantage of of other teams and and find themselves in games that that people don't anticipate them you know being able to run with other teams. So quickly switching yeah. over to 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 Louisville Live. So if people don't know, Louisville Live is this coming Friday. Hopefully, if you're listening, recording on the 18th. This coming Friday, the 21st. It's at 8 p.m. Uh, there are still plenty of tickets available. Um, there's going to be some very special guests um, that are going to be revealed. I, I'm, I'm assuming here in, in the next couple of days. All, all I'll say about 
about, you know, who's going to be there and, and what fans can look forward to. It's absolutely going to be worth your $15 to get into the door. 100%. And, and based on it, it's at Louisville Slugger Field and based on just the, the setup at Louisville Slugger Field, there's not going to be a bad seat in the house and you're not going to want to miss what Louisville's going to put on. I absolutely believe that this is going to be the, be- the best Louisville live yet. Um, it's probably the most unique setup that they could have done outside of maybe like a Lynn family stadium or something like that, or maybe in Cardinal stadium. But I think this is a really good setup at, at Louisville Slugger field. What about you, Alan? Yeah, totally. And and the thing about Louisville Slugger field that like the thing that, pe- that people keep poking at about the, the venue is they're like, well, what about all that space? It's going to look weird. Like all that space when we're just having this little half court to dunk on and shoot on. Well, Actually, this year they're doing something totally different, and it's going to be a full court, actually. So they have enough room to do that, um, and they're going to integrate um, the the genders for the activities, which is something that uh, is is never been done here. And it's I actually, love that, man. I love yeah, that. So progressive, you know, and it, it's just it's right on time. Um, and I mean, that that's the, that are, those are the only like huge like you know reveals that that I know on, on that end. Um, in the past, they've they've uh, they said they they've been a big fan of surprises and you know oh who's behind this curtain if you remember in uh, it was 2019 or something right, when uh, right. Jack Harlow uh, Dwayne Sutton was coming out to a Jack Harlow song and then right behind the curtain steps Jack Harlow and everybody went nuts because nobody knew he was there. Um, they started the dunk contest the same year they started the dunk contest and all of a sudden the spiders started going up everywhere and who comes from behind the you know. Uh, the curtain with a microphone, but Donovan Mitchell. So I have a feeling with Peyton Siva hosting and Angel McCautry hosting that I think this athletic department loves the element of surprise. And I think there are going to be some people just pop out of nowhere. Um, last year's pop out was like, I want to say like the cool moment for me was when well, he wasn't even there, but Jay Bielis, Jay Bielis being on the screen at Churchill mm-hmm. Downs, was pretty cool. Um, I have a feeling that this year, the, the ticket the, the ticket purchasers are going to be in store for something really cool that um, this athletic department has up their sleeve. And you got to think this is Josh Hurd's not his first rodeo, but it's his first rodeo with the captain hat on. Um, and actually, I think it's Lottie's deal, but um, it's it's his first as athletic director. So I think he's going to want to put his footprint into this really, really deep. Um and I mean, like I said, like like you were saying a second ago, all the, the special guests that they've kind of hinted at, but nothing official yet. I mean, it's a really cheap ticket, you know what I mean? And, and um, it may be a little chilly, but I understand the lights that they're going to have on the court and around are going to be like heated lights too. So that kind of takes away from, you know, Dude, freezing what, what does Lottie not think of? That's awesome. Exactly. So listen, all, all, all I say about this, just based on, on what I've heard and, and kind of what we've gathered, if you don't go to Louisville live, you're going to be kicking yourself for it. That, that's essentially, I know there's a Luke Combs concert going on down the street. I know it's yeah. a Friday night. I know it might be a little chilly, but ultimately, I mean, there's, we're not going to have any rain or snow like we did last night. Uh, we're, you know, th- there's going to be a lot of, a lot of positives um, to, to getting in and going. Uh, if you are out of town and you're listening, it's going to be on a- ACC network extra. Um, whenever we post the podcast, I'll put a link to that as well. Uh, so that you guys can, so that you guys can know where you're going. Uh, don't want anybody to miss out. It's not quite the same experience when it's broadcast, obviously, as being there in person, just like going to a, an NBA dunk contest or, you know, uh, uh, MLB home run contest or something like that. But it'll still be fun. Uh, you'll get a chance to see the, the team together, uh, how they interact um, and just have a bunch of um, cool stuff going on. And additionally to that, 
Uh, I think a, a big reason why we do Louisville Live, let's be honest, is, is the recruiting aspect. You want to sell recruits on your town, on your fan base, on your program as a whole. And I, I think that Louisville's going to have a great opportunity to do that. Uh, it sounds like Louisville's going to have by far its best visiting weekend, maybe ever. I, I don't want to say that to be 100% certain because I know under you know Rick Pitino and even, even under Chris Mack, things stayed under wraps a lot. It, it's a new era, and, and Louisville is going to be recruiting much, much higher level players going forward. The coaching staff has been emphatic about that. You know, I think the, this is a staff that would rather uh, swing and miss on some high level players, knowing that they can land the guys that are right behind them rather yep. than going for those guys and missing those guys and taking guys in the 100s to 200 range. They're saying, yep. look, we're, we're a blue blood program. We're coming in here to get the same caliber players as Kentucky and Kansas and Duke and North Carolina. We were right there, and we were absolutely going to be on top of them and going after these types of players. Yeah. With that in mind, uh, s- some of the guys that stand out that, that are coming, our, our guy Ty Spalding it, it Rivals does a good job of covering this as well. Um, yeah. but, but some of the guys that, that he mentioned tonight that are for sure going to be there, uh, A.J. Johnson obviously is the number one guy, and we'll get into that here in a second. Uh, Elliot Cadeau, is that how you pronounce his last name? I think it's Cadeau. I would um, say Trent- Trenton Flowers, Carter Bryant, and Carter Knox. Carter Knox, the younger brother of Kevin Knox, a former Kentucky basketball player. All those guys are like fringe five stars or high level five stars. Yeah. Um, the, the one guy that stands out to me and Alan, you, you probably are better um, equipped to, with, with this knowledge than me, but, but AJ Johnson um, since, since the, since the DJ Wagner conversations have kind of died down. Yeah. The AJ Johnson conversation has really picked up. Why is that? Well, it's it's the punchback, especially now. I mean, if you're on social media, you know you want this guy badly. And it's not – it wouldn't be, you know – I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there saying, you know, AJ's better than DJ. And, and on the draft board, I guess he's, you know, projected higher. I mean, we – but, you know, I mean, that's that just adds to the rivalry. Sprinkle it in right. there and, the, right. you know, stir the poop pot a little more. But uh, AJ Johnson would be – and he's already said that he's not going to commit anywhere until he sees, you know, the teams that he's – that are looking at him play. He's already said that. So you're not going to get a commitment this weekend from him, I would think. Um, but back to the I- IARP stuff. I mean, that I, I want to say a lot of the guys that we missed on over the summer was before they've said, Hey, you know what, we're going to dissolve this thing. And I think that's when all of these, I don't think we'd have six or seven, five stars on campus this weekend. Um, if the IARP was still like, Hey, you know what, you're still, you're still waiting. So, you know, um, I, I just think, I, I mean, Louisville Live, I think you might get four or five guys out there. You might get some four stars, but I don't think you would get five or six or seven, whatever it is, five stars out there. Um, not to mention Caleb Glenn's coming and George Washington the third. So weird saying his name. Um, but if you say the third, you say the third at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, basketball player. Yeah. Uh, so so it, it's a lot bigger than just the guys that are featured um, at, on, on official visits coming in. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, like A.J. Johnson is – he is the, the swap. I mean, if you miss on him – it's like, it's fine, if, but then you trickle down, like, but if you can get Cadeau and if Cadeau reclassif- reclasses, uh, reclassifies, which he's eligible for, um, but even then, like, you know, he, he becomes a, a project in year one if he reclassifies potentially, but he's the number one uh, point guard, I believe, in the 2024 class. There's just a lot of high, um, highly ranked guys. I mean, you know, like you said, Carter Knox, that would be another punch bag, but I think the immediate DJ Wagner – for whatever reason, we value DJ more than we do Bradshaw, just just a little bit. And I think that's just because of the lineage and whatnot. 
Um, so, but you know, I don't know if AJ and DJ have ever faced off, you know, um, head to head in AAU or, or whatnot, but, um, I mean, but we're a big guard. We need guards fan base. So I think AJ would definitely excite the fan base and kind of give a little momentum uh, to Louisville. Of course, that's not going to come right away. Yeah. So for, for people who aren't familiar with, with recruiting, because I think there's a lot of people out there that might hear names, but they're not really watching highlight tapes. They're not, you know, reading breakdowns of players. They're not looking at stat lines and that sort of stuff. So for people out there who aren't following recruiting, uh, to me, AJ Johnson uh, is he's he doesn't have the the name power that that DJ Wagner does because of his lineage, as you said, because uh, his his dad was a star at Memphis, uh, yeah. because because of you know just the Louisville connections, because he considers uh, you know Kenny Payne to be family, you know all, all of that stuff kind of plays into it just being, and then just because it's down to Louisville and Kentucky, essentially. Right. Those are the reasons why there's that name power associated with him. However, AJ Johnson could ultimately end up being the better player down the line. I'm not saying that he's the better player right now, but he has all the intangibles to be a superstar in college basketball and to be a really solid pro. Uh, You're looking at a guy who's six, five, who's lanky. I mean, I, I would just by watching him, I would guess he has a, six, seven, six, eight, like David Johnson type of wingspan. And he's a dude who's smooth, man. He puts guys on skates. He has a nice little step back jumper, solid shooter, but even better distributor, you know, just a really good um, solid, uh, you know, like NBA style point guard. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's the reason why people are are so excited about AJ Johnson and why scouts love him so much is because uh, of his upside. Do you you agree with that? That's a hundred percent. I mean, he's a guy that, um, you know, he, he can penetrate really well. Um, and what you just said is is what we hope and what we assume, is, you know, is the style Kenny Payne's going to run. Um, the, the, the old um, um, uh, rumor about Kenny Payne, not the old rumor, it's, it's fairly new, but the rumor when he got hired, it's a few months old, is that he would only re- return, he would only leave Louisville if, if you know, the New York Knicks are a big time um, you know, NBA job came available. And uh, I think the, the numbers would have to be right. I think the responsibilities that he's given would have to be right for him to do that. I don't think he would just jump out of Louisville for no reason. But uh, he definitely ha- is, has a mind of an NBA coach. And I think he would do well in the NBA. I mean, he's, he's, um, he's still developing players even up to last year that were in the NBA that were good players and made him, you know, made one or two an all-star. Um, so I, I think what he can do with A.J. Johnson um, with this system that we think he's going to run, um, you know, like sky's the limit. I think that when you look at it, could be, you know, this time next year, maybe next year around uh, National Signing Day in 2023 for the 2024 class. I think that you could look at this Friday, October 21st, 2022 is kind of the the night, the visit, the event um, that, that kind of sparked everything uh, for Louisville basketball recruiting. Uh, Louisville has been in on some big names under Rick Pitino. Obviously, recruiting wasn't what it was during the crumb era. It was more um, of a personal relationship to this. You know, there wasn't social media. Uh, no. They weren't, you know, announcing on ESPN. Recruiting wasn't what it is now, and especially with name, image, and likeness, especially with all of the options that players have now, whether it be overseas, G League, uh, eventually, probably in the next couple of years, going to the league once you turn 18. There's all this stuff that factors in now. 
But but yeah. in this in this era, say like right when Rick Pitino arrived with the Sebastian Telfair stuff versus Rajon Rondo stuff, yeah. and uh, you know going back to Samardo Samuels and and T Will and Earl Clark and some of these these big name guys, Louisville still hasn't really been one of those names that's that's in the you know the top three or four in recruiting classes, and you know the, Louisville has been a friend of blue blood but they haven't recruited like a friend of blue blood team, you know, one of Louisville's the best, the best player in the last 20 years for Louisville uh, was his only offer was Louisville and like, like Brooklyn or something. Right. And, and Russ Smith. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, other guys like, like a Kyle Keurig stands out is like a, you know, th- there's just a lot of these guys who went on to become Louisville legends, like a Luke Hancock was a transfer. Right. Um, a lot of these guys went on to be legends you know, win national championships, go to final fours they weren't the players that was going to be recruiting now. If we look back on this and say it's 16 months, you know, say this is really what started it all. What players do you think that, that Louisville needs to, to land for, for it to be that? And I know that there's so, there's so many names out there, but right now who are the, the three or four names that really stand out to you as guys that could really just set this whole thing off? Um, if we're talking about this Louisville Live coming up, um, obviously AJ Johnson's name is going to be in there. But I think the the, the real nugget, um, if, if we're talking about a guy that's going to really move the needle, is I mean he's just a freak. Is Trenton Flowers, and he's actually a 2024 guy. I mean, this kid can do everything, um, and he's 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 got that swag to him. Um, it, if you if you watch his tape, it's just one of those. I mean, you won't believe that he's you know what a, a junior in high school or sophomore. Right, right. He looks like a college kid now. He's, he's built, he's built to go, man. And, and I already know, I mean, Kenny's, if Kenny can get him in here, that kid is, if, if that rule is still in effect, I mean, we, we'll get him for one year and it's going to be, I mean, he, he, I mean, we could really do some magical things and you can build a class around a kid like that. Um, you know, like I think the other kid is, um, and he doesn't have to reclass, but I, I think Cadeau, I think he's, um, he's just so smooth with the ball. Um, and, and if you get Cadeau and, um, you know, obviously I, 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 think I think George Washington third is going to commit he could commit this weekend like he, he right. could be the he could be the one and of course you'll still still hear that well you still haven't got a five star and we might get another one but but he I mean th- th- this was a kid that you know was everybody wanted and um you know like he's he's narrowed his schools down and kind of makes you scratch his head why he wouldn't go to Dayton if his family was there but apparently Kenny and, and staff have done said some things to him to con- him that you know and apparently we're the leader um but anyway I, I i think um if i had to pick one player i would say trent flowers but just a pair um i would say cadeau um um cadeau and trent flowers together with with like i said gw3 if he comes out and commits this weekend i know Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know Josh Nickelberry was, he was the original domino. He's the reason we still have Jalen. I mean, right. he went out, went out and got these kids um, and, and created the Super 6 and created all that hype. And, you know, like when we were number one, we, we were all thinking like, you know, I wish Josh was, wish he'd come out and do something because he's the one who got us here. Like he had a special place in our hearts. Um, I think GW3, if he can, if he comes out after this weekend and says I'm in and then a bunch of guys start falling in, I think he's going to be like that fan favorite type, you know, especially if he starts being more vocal on social media and stuff like that. Dude, this is such a syncopatic thing, right? Uh, because I, I was thinking the exact same thing is that, um, and I think we might've talked about this a little bit in the last couple of weeks is that Josh Nickelberry very much reminds me of George Washington, the third and right down to him potentially being the first big name recruit to commit yeah. to Kenny Payne. Um, and and it, by all accounts, it sounds like, you know, George Washington was a guy, which yes, like you said, it's weird to say GW three yeah. was a guy. And then when I say GW three, I'm thinking like BW three. So whatever. I know. I know. <laughs> it's there's that no guy, way. George, George Washington, the third was, was a guy that, that was heavily recruited initially by the Louisville coaching staff. Uh, he, for people who don't know, um, he's not from Louisville, but he played for Christian Academy um the the staff really wanted to make in runs with, with george washington uh, back when he was like a top like 100-ish recruit and he's kind of just made a name for himself over time uh, but his 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 game reminds me a lot of, of josh nickelberry's as well um so I, i'm hoping that that will was able to land him and there's a different story there uh, i was always a big fan of josh nickelberry like you said special place in your heart type of thing uh, but yeah. he just things just didn't work out and that's what happens like let's be honest there's more swings and misses, even when you land guys in college basketball or college football, for that matter, than, than there are success stories. And a lot yeah. of times, you know, you, you know, you, uh, you, you land a guy like uh, T. Will's son, who was the number one player in his class, and the Ashton Gelati ends up being the star, right? And it's the yeah. same in basketball. You know, you, you land a T. Will, and then a Russ Smith starts, ends up becoming a, the, you know, I'm not the T. Will wasn't a star, but you see what I'm saying. And, yeah. and so, It'll be interesting to see who's that first domino to fall. Is there a number that we can put on it? Can you quantify um, if Louisville gets, let's say it's four stars and above, like there, let's be honest, there still might be like a Quinn Slezinski type of player that's sprinkled in as well in this class because Louisville has some scholarships uh, to burn just like everybody else. Let's say four or five stars. What number of four or five stars in the 2023 class need to commit for this to be a success? For Louisville Live to be a success or for Kenny's first run to be a success? Let's say a little bit of both because I think Louisville Live is such a big part of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll say, honestly, I mean, you know, I think the number is what? It's uh, seven guys, seven um, visitors this weekend. I think it's seven. Yeah, it's seven or uh, eight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think the number is – I think the number is three because I think if you get if you get one, that means one guy – it would definitely thought, you know, Hey, yeah, I, I think I'm the guy, like I said, I, th- I think definitely GW three is going to commit. I just don't know when I, he, it could be this weekend, but I, I think if, if you got, I think the magic number is three from Louisville live in order for people to say, Hey, you know, like Kenny knocked it out of the park. I think if you get two in, in there and their names are Trenton flowers and AJ Johnson, I think the fan base does backflips because you know, you've, you're, you've secured, you know, 
um, the best available guard that, that you could and the best, you know, like, like I said, this freak of nature next year, who's, and he's only going to get bigger and better. Um, he may even climb in the rankings even more than he already has. Um, but like I said, I think if you get three and it, it, it literally could be any of the three coming in, in any fashion, like Trenton flowers and, and Cadeau and AJ and GW three, that's literally my wish list. I mean, it, you know, it's not entirely realistic, but not entirely unrealistic, but I think for Kenny's, um, four and five stars. I think Kenny's going to have to get he's going to have to get a couple five stars in his first run, um, especially with the IARP thing coming. Which I mean, we're on the clock. You know what I mean? I mean, you're, you're talking we're next, eight. man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you really look at the timeline, I did this a few days ago, and I, that's why I tweeted about it. Probably shouldn't have tweeted about it, but I, I do that sometimes. But I went back and yeah, hey, whatever. I went back and looked at the timeline, and um, I mean, you're looking at like this week or early next week for. It, to be to be fair and on everybody everyone else's timeline that it would be Louisville's time to get the ruling this week or early next week so um you know I, I think early November you know would be at the latest honestly so I think all of this is, is going away and I think the staff knows that and that's what they're telling these kids um and I think like I said everybody's starting to see that like it's going to be probably a slap on the wrist or nothing not much at all you know um so like you know to Back to your question, probably three. You know, the answer is two five stars, I guess, or three or four from this weekend. My number's three for me. Okay, okay. So I'm I'm knocking on wood here. I know you can't hear me over there, uh, but I'm I'm knocking on wood. That's great. What if the I because they love to do this, right? What if the ruling comes down on Friday afternoon for the Friday news oh. dump? What well. just what what if? But but what if the ruling comes out? everything's good. They're like, it's the same as, as a couple of the other schools where it's like a, a $5,000 fine. Don't do it again. Right. A reduction of two scholarships over the next three years, something, something silly like that. And then we're moving on. Right. Like what, what if it's that? Because then Friday is going to be a freaking party, bro. Like that, like, and I'm not saying it's going to be Friday, but you, you see what I'm saying? It's because it's coming soon. We know it's coming soon. I think you and I, will probably average seven or eight tweets that day. If that happens, you know what I mean? I, I, I oh, think, yeah. I, I, I think I have a few memes in my head and movie scenes that I want to screen record already. Just thinking about that, to be honest with you. And I, I mean, yeah, you're talking about a party and you're talking about Louisville live. There, there's going to be an energy there. I can't make it. This will be the one that I can't make, of course. Um, but um, I, I think the energy there is going to be off the chain. I think anybody who has a ticket is just so damn lucky. My buddy Dan, who I always go with the Louisville Lives to, he's he's going solo. And I told him, I'm like, I mean, you're this, you know, you're going to have the, the time of your life. If that was to come down, uh, what you're saying to IARP, if that's coming down Friday afternoon, and then a few hours later you have all these five stars, I mean, you're basically rolling the red carpet. Like, what do you like? What's in the way now? And yeah. I mean, like, and, and honestly, if you don't get it done and you're Kenny at that point, you're really going to catch some flack. But I, I, I have confidence that this IARP thing, poor Chris Mack, I mean, you know, he couldn't, you know, he walked into it and couldn't get out of it. And it is what it is. But um, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's only going to help. Oh, that would be amazing. The scenario you just painted has me like totally distracted right now. That would yeah, be amazing. Yeah. I mean, it would it would be either the worst or best thing ever. So. Uh, it, it's so NCAA, like that would be such just the cherry on the shit Sunday, right? If yes. if that's if that's ultimately <laughs> what happened, and it was bad, right? If it was bad, if it wasn't, it'd be like such a poetic ending. Either way, it'll probably be next week. But but you, right. but you kind of are catching our drift here. Essentially, the, here's yeah. one name we haven't discussed, and mm -hmm. little little intel came out today, Isaiah Miranda. Uh, so it came out it came out earlier this week. Um, or I guess over this weekend, maybe 
Isaiah Miranda was heavily considering going to the NBA G League. And, you know, he was going to consider his options, might not commit until maybe even like next summer or something crazy like that. It sounds like, uh, by all indications now, uh, by, by people in the know, especially it sounds like Travis Branham is, is the guy right. who's leading the, leading the charge here. It sounds like Isaiah Miranda is, is going to be, uh, or it is Louisville leads for Isaiah Miranda, let's say it that way. Yeah. Uh, with the G League being like a distant second right now. Um, yeah. He was offered in July, uh, visited in September, uh, really liked his visit, and, and Louisville's kind of been at the top of his list ever since then. If people don't know, Isaiah Miranda, very high four-star, fringe five-star type of guy, top five center in his class. Uh, and we talked about the DJ Wagner, uh, Aaron Bradshaw, right? Like those are the considered the cream of the crop, right? in this class like both guys it it would be seriously considering going straight to the league if they didn't have to go to college this year um if if you're talking about a like a boutique brand uh dj wagner and aaron bradshaw uh, you're looking at aj johnson and isaiah miranda and these are guys that when you look at when you look at their tape uh very similar in a lot of ways and to and Miranda, again, just like A.J. Johnson, and not trying to paint like some kind of rose-colored picture or anything like this, but Isaiah Miranda and A.J. Johnson are, are, are two freak athletes um, who are – it would be – in any other season, Louisville fans would be elated to, to land these players. And 100%. I know that they're – you know, a lot of people are going to consider it the quote-unquote backup plan. But if you can land those guys in addition to a George Washington III – and in addition to a Caleb Glenn, who we haven't really talked about that much, Caleb Glenn, yeah. Caleb Glenn being a top 50, top 60 guy, uh, Louisville native has stayed on through the Chris Mack, all the Chris Mack stuff. Um, if, if you can land, if that's the, the, those are the four corner pieces of your class, that is a great class. Like that is, you know, we talked about the Super Six where everybody was excited, really only David Johnson um, panned out out of that class and everybody transferred away. This class, that class would be infinitely better than that quote-unquote super six class no um, in, in that class you had a Aiden Gahan, but but Aiden Gahan was a project who kind of ended up at, at a small school where he's still not playing very much um yeah, you had like a Quinn you had a Quinn Slizinski who's who's at Iona Josh Nickelberry is at uh I'm trying to think of the name of the school he's also up north as well um playing for a, a smaller conference school all of these guys that were in, that were members of what was considered one of the best classes in school history outside of David Johnson really just did not pan out. Uh, and Jalen Withers obviously is still on the team, Um, but you know, this could be a situation where, you know, and and not to act like, I don't want to play it up to be bigger than it is, but Isaiah Miranda is a legit day, day one contributor. Uh, AJ Johnson's a legit day one starter. Uh, These are guys who very well could be one and done's. Uh, so I don't want to overplay it, but at the same time, I don't want to undersell it either. Um, those would absolutely be two am- amazing guys to, to grab. They're going to continue shooting up the rankings. When you look at the, the teams that are after them, it's a who's who of, of college basketball teams. So um, I would absolutely be elated to land those two guys. Yeah, if you land those two, you know, and, and you already have Curtis Williams Jr. and you have Caleb Glenn, who are two physical wings, um, you can kind of see it. it's it's like watching somebody. It's like watching a Bob Ross painting, but he's already 
He's he, he's told you what he's going to paint and how he's going to paint it, but you just want to watch it happen. Um, he might run out of a, a paint, you know, this color paint. He might have to make up something happen, and I think that's what's happening with Isaiah Miranda. But that dude's a freaking unicorn. He's like seven foot one. He can handle the ball. Uh, he gets to the lane quick. Like he's really skinny. Um, he's you know one of those types. But like I said, well, he slashes through the lane, and uh, we saw his like he's he's got a quick um, he, like. Kenny Payne's going to want to run that dunker spot, kind of like Kentucky. But a lot of people want to knock. Oh, I don't want to be like Kentucky. Let me tell you something. I don't. I, I will take that style today, yesterday. You know, I, I will run that style for the next 15, 20 years. It, I mean, what they've done, you know, you, you really can't give them enough credit. And I think Isaiah Miranda would be a perfect, you know, Cauley Stein type. I mean, better better ball handler than Cauley Stein. Um, but just kind of a dunker spot. Um, can shoot the ball. Does, does have a, an, an okay stroke. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, man, I mean, AJ Johnson, Isaiah Miranda, I mean, it's not really a hand-me-down DJ Aaron Bradshaw. Not really. When, when you look right. at what we have and, and, uh, already with Caleb Glenn and, and, and Curtis jr. Um, you know, I mean, it's just kind of it, like when you step back, you know, and, and you think GW three, two, possibly, um, yeah, that's a hell of a start, you know, if you're Kenny Payne. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and not to, in, you know, not to underplay either, um, Curtis Williams Jr., you know, we haven't talked about it all. Number yeah. 69 player in the 247 composite, uh, you know, a, a mid-level four-star, considered the number 15 forward in, in his class. Uh, kind of gives me like a Isaiah Briscoe vibes a little bit, you know, kind of yeah. like a bulldog a little bit, right? Um, yeah. But Caleb Glenn, very much of the same mold, kind of cut from the same, the same cloth, right? A guy who can be a two or three, um, you know, a, a, a solid shooter, a very good rebounder. Two guys, honestly, Curtis, Curtis Williams and, and Caleb Glenn are, are like Chris Mack's wet dream, right? Like, like guys who can just like get in there and then muck it up and, and, uh, and get a lot of rebounds and stuff. But um, yeah. it, it's exciting to see those kind of guys wanting to run the floor, right? Like that would be, that would be fantastic. So you're really starting to see the pieces fall into place. Um, you know, pe- there's not going to be a lot of excitement yet because you don't have commitments. They haven't signed. We haven't seen Kenny Payne's, uh, you know, team, their, their full product on the floor. Right. Yep. Um, but, but, but ultimately once you see some of these players start to fall into place, once the season gets rolling and you see, okay, you can see what they're trying to do. Maybe they don't have the players to, to get it done quite yet, but you can see the, the writing on the board. You can kind of see a plan taking place. Um, that that's a lot of what Louisville has lacked uh, in the last few years. Uh, and they've also lacked, you know, execution and, and mix that, couple that with, you know, some bad luck and, and the IARP cloud and everything else, and you have a recipe for what happened last year, which was yeah. just a complete disaster of a season. Uh, so so I think that there's very much a chance that we can really see the momentum start um, moving forward with, with Friday's Louisville Live, Sunday you have the red-white scrimmage, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're playing Bellarmine uh, or in, in the season opener. You know, it, it's just it just will move along just like that. Very quickly, we we had like a little uh, put up a little poll a few hours ago. Louisville Live, how would you rank the? So you've been all three Louisville Lives, right? So far, so so we had the first two were at Fourth Street, Fourth Street Live. They were a great host. I thought it was I thought it was a great venue. Um, you know, I, I've I've had a, I've had a lot worse times on Fourth Street. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. But right. <laughs> the the first two were at Fourth Street last year at Churchill Downs. What what do you think was the best year for Louisville Live so far? That's a that is an interesting question because I think the way it was done the first year was so um, like to our fans I think we embraced it 
you know, and, and everybody was just, I think the buzz, like, and I got there like three hours early. I was right up front underneath the goal uh, with my stepson and uh, my friend, you know, we're, we're watching and the buzz going around was everybody was just saying, how cool is this? This is so cool. Why haven't we thought of it? And so like, it was just so new and refreshing for everybody. Um, and I think, you know, when you talk to Lottie or Josh, you know, they would tell you, you know, like they, the, the next year had to kind of outdo it if it was going to be the same venue. And it did. I mean, um, you come in and, and bring, like I was saying earlier, Jack Harlow and um, Donovan Mitchell from behind curtains. And, um, you know, it, it kind of upped it a little bit. And so uh, the year after that, COVID, um, I think that was the next year. And so but as far so if I had to rank them, I would say probably probably number two is what would be the, the number one on my list um, just because of um, how they upped, upped it from the first one. Now the first one to me has a special place just because like I said, the vibe in the, in that area. Um, but the best venue, I mean, by far was, was last year. That was such a uh, spectacle. And once again, I got there super early. Um, it was right up front and just, I mean, it, everything was so well done. They had Daryl Griffith um, silhouette or whatever lights up in the, mm-hmm. in the steep, stuff like that. I mean, they they, they coincided with a, a night to, um, 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 down, uh, d- downs after dark. So you could go gamble, which I wasn't a fan of having to pee for three hours and standing in the same spot, couldn't lose my spot waiting for everybody to go bet and come back. Like they would do that, but I understand why they did it. And it was such a Louisville thing, you know, like there right. were just, there were beers flowing and, um, you had, uh, Maria Taylor hosting and Denny was on stage. So that one, I think Denny, the only thing that made it weird looking back was Chris Mack wearing the, the red jacket with the, with the uh, program rolled up, you know, but at least we had Denny on stage and, and the 86 team was there, you know, right. it was, it was a good nod to, to Denny. I'll, I'll give him that. It just feels weird because then he immediately went into a six game suspension. Louisville did okay. Like yeah. they had maybe two of their best wins of the season. Then he came back and things started to unravel almost right away, right? Just uh, just kind of a whole mess of a season every time you go back and try to relive it. Louisville Live, I, I think, obviously, right, the Churchill Downs venue is a, is a no-brainer. Uh, like you said, it was a bit clunky because, number one, when you have a guest host in Maria Taylor, you want things to flow more smoothly, right? Like, if she's got to throw it to commercial break on TV, that's one thing. But when you're like, okay, everybody go away for 20 minutes and watch a horse race and then come back, it was it was good in, in the in the sense that it really truly encapsulated everything that Louisville has to offer, and I think that's yeah. great. And we got to have a very Louisville time, which was awesome. Venue wise, though, there are a lot of really good things about Churchill Downs. Now at at Slugger Field, they're upping the ante once more by you have a ticketed event that's solely geared towards Louisville Live, and that's it, which is great. You know, at 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 uh, at Four Street Live, uh, it was free a free admission, but you had to go stand there, save your spot, uh, limited capacity. Uh, and then it's, it's standing room only. So you don't really have your spot saved. In addition to that, it's still four street live. So there's still people coming in. They're like, why is there a basketball court here? And like going to howl at the moon or like whatever's down there anymore. Um, so, so now you're going to have a stadium that's geared just towards Louisville live, which is great. Everybody has their own seat, which granted, I know people are probably going to move around sit with their buddies, get up to go get beers, whatever. But you have your own spot, which is nice. You can go yeah. online, look at it. It's a ticketed event. That's nice. The other thing, too, is this year they're going to have Peyton Siva and Angel McCautry. I think that Angel McCautry strikes a, a chord for, for Louisville fans because, you know, she's just a beloved player. But with that said, she she's not a 
uh, a fixture as far as, as communication. Like she's not somebody who has a bunch of, of experience hosting an event like that. Peyton Siva the same way, but he's going to be much more endearing to the fans because of who he is. Yeah. So ultimately, you know, uh, even, even though Angel McCautry is one of the best players in women's basketball history, Peyton Siva still won a national championship. He's yeah. still, you know, he's still the, the bigger quote unquote brand name. Right. And it, since all of the, the crap went down and players weren't allowed back on, on campus for four or five years, whatever the situation was, yeah. that's all gone now. And you're going to yeah. see guys like I, I saw Kevin Ware said he's coming back. You've seen Montrez oh, Harrell's been coming back. So you're going to have a lot of these guys who were not allowed to participate in activities. They weren't acknowledging the national championship and, and promotional stuff for a while. Um, the players weren't supposed to be come back on campus. And if they did, they had to foot the bill for their own tickets. And then if they were in the audience, they weren't trying to show them on the big screen screen. It was like a whole thing. Well, now you're, you're acknowledging Peyton Siva to the point of like, he's hosting an event. That's right. awesome. I've seen that, that, you know, Peyton was living in Berlin and all these other places, you know, around the world playing professional basketball. It sounds yeah. like he's home now. Uh, I saw that, you know, he's taking golf lessons and he's hanging out with the wife and kids and just doing life in Louisville, uh, much like, you know, a Luke Hancock has been for a while or much like a, a Russ Smith has been in and out of the, of the city. So it, yeah. it'll be fascinating just to see. That's another name. I think Russ Smith will, I, I don't, haven't seen anything from him, but I, I would bet you he'd be there. And the other thing too is. Good thing, um, right? Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right. I, I think that I think that, uh, you know, Louisville's kind of saving a little bit on the expense of bringing in a Maria Taylor to have some more exciting guests that are going to come in and truly be the guest. Like it's nice. They had uh, who was it two years ago? It was Taylor Rooks two years ago, Maria Taylor last year. Um, so so now you're going to have guests that that or you're going to have a host that's endearing to Louisville and more guests that are more centered around just being the celebrity, which is the exciting part. Right. Um, so, uh, and, and years past, we've had Donovan Mitchell, Daryl Griffith, uh, um, and I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, of who else, but we've had, you know, Jack Harlow uh, hosted uh, or judged the dunk contest. So we'll have similar uh, people like that, I, I'm assuming. Anything else you're hearing? I know that you've kind of been talking a little bit to, um, to those around the program who are a little bit more knowledgeable. Any, anything else that you want to point out for fans that uh, that's going to be going down? Not, uh, nothing that, you know, um... Uh, I mean, that you and I both know of that that are, are going to be revealed in the next day or two. I mean, right. I, you know, we can just let them let um, reveal that. But your, your guess is as good as mine. I think Russ Smith is a good assumption. Um, don't know anything about that. Um, you've already said there's a, there's going to be a stream. So, you know, I, I, I think when you said there's going to be a stream, I think a lot of people, when they hear that, mm. you know that this athletic department is going to put their best foot forward. I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be some twists and turns. There's going to be uh, some eye popping stuff or maybe, maybe eyebrow raising at least. Um, 
hopefully it's some real feel good stuff. I'll be watching, I'll be streaming it. You know, unfortunately I can't be there in person, but man, I wish I could be there. Cause I know it's going to, you know, it, it's going to, it, it may end up being the best one. You know, like you said, there's just so many things that cater to the attendee this year that it's just going to be like a, like a spectacle, you know? I think, I think that's exactly what you're looking at is again, Louisville's finding another way to up the ante to set the bar even higher, which is exactly what they wanted to do with this event. Right. And, and under Rick Pitino and Bobby Petrino and Charlie Strong, like it, you, you never really had these sorts of spectacles, right? You never had these sorts of events because they just weren't really open to it. Louisville did yeah. like a, a midnight madness twice, I think, when, when Rick Pitino first showed up. And really that was just more of a, a transition period for the program more than anything. It wasn't actually at midnight and it was uh, more like a, just a, a, a faux red white scrimmage, you know, kind of like a, kind of like a Scott Satterfield spring game, right? Like yeah. kind of trying to do the thing, but not really doing the thing. Like this is all in, this is like a party. It's for the fans. It's for the recruits. It's for the players. Um, yeah. You cover all of your bases and there's just so many cool things that will be endearing to Louisville fans um, to, to just fans of the, of the city of the culture in general. So that's, what's exciting to me. Um, final things before we get out of here, do you have anything else? I'm sorry. It kind of looked like you. Yeah. Oh, no. I was just the, the one point I was going to make is this is the first year that we actually get to watch Big Blue Madness and then be like, OK, now let's see what we can do or let's see how we can right. you know, right. turn up different because Big Blue Madness is its own thing. They're, they're always going to do that. Not not to, you know, crap all over their their ceremony at all or, or, or you know, their event. It's always a huge event. You know, um, from my understanding, the whole Camden team has been bust down there for the past, what, 10 to 12 years or something. I just learned that the other day. Had I known that all this time I would have been more worried about DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw to begin with, because they've been going to this thing for the past three years already, I guess. Um, but I, I think being October 21st, yes, it's outside. Um, and it's going to be a little chilly, I guess. But uh, I think being the last thing, it's kind of like, a, like we we're finally the light at the end of the tunnel instead of being mixed in like, Oh yeah, I'm going to visit Louisville and uh, they're doing this cool little thing. I, what is it? I don't know what it is. Now it's like, this is at the end of all of these players, you know, official schedule, um, you know, before their seasons start for their schools. So it's pretty cool. I think the date is unique in, in that fashion. Yeah. So the, the one thing, right, that we were concerned about when we found out that they were having October 21st, like last year was like a, a month prior. Uh, it was it was still summer, basically. It was hot outside. It was warm. Um, th- this this definitely is is a change of pace having it literally, I mean, like it's this, it's the opening to the season. Like yeah. it's, it's truly something that Louisville hasn't done before date wise. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, I, I think the camaraderie might be a little bit better with the team. You know, there's, there's just different, there's different things to look out for. Uh, maybe that's stuff good, that. That's a really good point because they've had more time together. Even the new guys right. and coming practicing. That's a, that's actually a point I hadn't thought of yet. That may be the most important because then you have the guys visiting and you're seeing this, you're seeing the brotherhood. Um, these guys came from Mac, you know, I mean, um, they've, they've been through a lot of, you know, BS over the past couple of years, especially last year. The last thing I want to get into is, is the contest itself. I want to hear your opinion on some of this stuff. So Louisville's going to have, as they always do, a dunk contest. But I think, you know, what I said earlier, like the the area that they have, they're able to put a full court. So I think what you'll have is a three point. You might have the men or a a male basketball 
player shooting at this end and a female basketball player shooting at this end on the same clock, just like they do, you know, at the NBA or any right. other. That'd be big, fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, Oh, Oh, he's got this. She's got, Oh, oh. Yeah. so I think once, once I, I heard about, you know, no females in the um, dunk contest, that, that's where my mind went immediately. I'm like, Oh, you got the full court. Oh, so you can do, Oh, okay. You can do all kinds yeah. of stuff. with the- Yeah, you can, you can, they could do like some, make a corner three, then make a, top of the key, then half court and, you know, whatever. They could do something like that instead of they yep. could, you know, I know in the past they've done knockout, but knockout's pretty hard to do when it's a bunch of college players playing from the three-point line. So um, year yeah. one, I went with one of my buddies and they came around and asked me to do it. And I was like, dude, no. Like I was like, I was in my work clothes. I was like, there's no <laughs> way I'm doing it. I was like, uh, send my, my buddy out there. And he got up there. He was like the first guy, uh, Ryan McMahon or something. And he yeah. had bowled and, and McMahon was like, all right, yeah, and just made a three. But, you know, so, so what we do what we do know so far, I'm sure they'll announce more um, in the coming days, but we do know who's going to be in the women's three-point shooting contest. Uh, so names look out for Chrislyn Carr, um, who a lot of people don't, don't know about with the women's basketball team. Uh, Brian Trent obviously covers women's basketball and off the walls podcast. If you don't listen, he has a who's who of guests, okay? Like just this week, by the way, and this might be nuggets that – uh, you know, you'll only get listening to this podcast. Uh, he's going to have AD, uh, formerly Asia Durr, on the podcast this week, and he's going to have Angel McCautry live from Louisville Live uh, on Saturday. So Brian Trent's doing the damn thing, right? He's had every he's had every single person now, except for Haley Van List. She's a hard she's a hard one to get, but he's had he has he's had every single person of significance uh, in Louisville basketball history on his damn podcast. It's it's unbelievable what that dude's done in a year. The guest list of all guest lists when you're talking about women's basketball. But uh, Chrislyn Carr transferred from Syracuse. Obviously, Louisville has an excellent history of of Syracuse transfers, just just dating back to last year, uh, having an All-American caliber player. Uh, Narika Kono, fan favorite. Uh, Then you're going to have Haley Van Lith, obviously, um, dynamic three-point shooter. Here's my favorite, Peyton Berholst. I think that she's going to win the thing. What about you? That was my pick too. I mean, she she's she shoots like what forty something percent. I I don't know for sure. I think it's like forty or forty one percent. I mean, she's uh, she's just one of those. If she you know got more clock last year, she'll get it this year. She'll get the clock she deserves. Um, last year it was tough to fight for you know minutes um, with that roster, but um, yeah, she's she's got a jumper and she's one that I don't think would be affected by jitters. As a matter of fact, I think she she would be one that would shine in the bright lights. Not to say that others wouldn't. Um, but I, I mean, you know, and that's nothing against Haley or anybody else, but, uh, Peyton had, and she has a really pretty shot, man. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm with you. Right. hundred percent. I think it's going to be, um, you know, PV. This is interesting. All right. Jalen Withers, Devin Ree, Zan Payne, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield are your names that yeah. I don't think I would have guessed any one of those players being in the three point contest. Um, now we've seen the video of, um, BHH running back and forth shooting those mm-hmm. threes where it's like the drill. So apparently he's a big that can shoot it. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I know for, I mean, Devin Reed, a lot of people don't know this, but he was one of the better high school shooters in the country. Um, yeah. just, it, that's just percentage wise versus the competition that he faced. I mean, he, he's an elite three point shooter. Um, he's going to be asked to do that a whole lot. When people bring up Devin Reed, that's what one of the first things they say is the kid can really stroke it from three. He's, he's my favorite going away. If, if I'm honest, I think he's going to um, not, I think that's going to make the fan base, you know, get really excited about him this Friday. I, 
I agree. I think Devin Reed would be like minus a thousand to win this thing. Yeah. However, we know very little about Zan Bain. Um, so this is this is a chance for him to endear himself to the fan base a little bit, right? Like yep. this is a chance for you know Zan Payne. If you don't know Kenny Payne's son, um, yep. and he has been a walk on at UK for the last three years. Um, so it would be actually I guess four years technically with COVID. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how he kind of assimilates himself. Not a guy that I foresee getting much playing time, but um, it'll be interesting to just see how that that pans out. I'd like to know how they decide this, right? Like there's got to be a fifth guy that, you know, like there's got to be an L Ellis that was like, come on, man, I can't be in a three point contest or like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of who else, you know, like, obviously I feel like Sydney Curry would not be, be a candidate for three point contest, but uh, maybe like a JJ trainer. Like, yeah. I, now, Hey man, I, I watched at, at uh, the basketball camp we ran with, with JJ and Sydney. I watched JJ outshoot Boo Brewer and Boo Brewer and I mean 17 of 21 from NBA three and uh Boo Boo hit uh, I forget what it was he he but JJ outdid him and you gotta think like Boo Brewer and he's the fifth all-time you know leading three-point shooter in Louisville basketball history so like when as soon as I saw that I kind of looked at Boo and I was like okay I, I think uh maybe we got something here you know yeah um, yeah I shoot I was a little disappointed that L Ellis wasn't involved with it just not disappointed in the the event, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed that he he wasn't mentioned because he came in as a forty something percent shooter as well. But maybe they're like, hey, you, you know, you can't participate in both because he's going to be in the dunk contest because right. he has to. Right. He has to. Um, he's got to uh, defend his crown. His defend belt. His crown. Got to defend to, the belt. So yeah. so here's my thinking, and that's that's what we get into next, right? LLS obvious lock to be in the dunk contest. Yes. The other three, um, I'm thinking maybe Mike James. Um, mm. and, and, you know, because he, he's another guy who I was thinking for the three point contest. Yeah. Um, and then I'm thinking Kamari lands is a solid name to be in the dunk contest just because, you know, I'm thinking new guy athleticism kind of want to show that off a little bit. Um, and then if, if you can't include anybody that was already in a three point contest, if that's kind of what we're going with here. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe, is, is Fabio a guy that can throw it down? I mean, are we looking at uh, – I don't know. JJ Trainer. JJ, he was in it last year, so maybe they were like, you know, maybe he was like, I want that. I mean, I got to think there's there's a whole lot of um, – um, I don't know, what, what's the word? It, it's There's a whole lot of democracy going on, you know, with oh, who's going to do it and there's got to be a lot of hand raising. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty like, well, who do we want in this? You know, like let's have fun with it. Um, right. I have to think there's not a board of directors sitting around going like, well, like these two are not going to be in it and you're not going to be in it. You were in it last year. So you could, I think if JJ stepped up and was like, I want that, like I should have won last year, maybe. Yeah. He had a, I think he, had, he either had a good dunk. I left right before the dunk contest. Cause I, I could mm-hmm. not stand, anymore. but I, I want to say he either had a really good dunk or he wanted it badly. Like he missed it. And it was, it was one of those like, Oh, like yeah. the snaps snapshot of it is beautiful when he was in the air i just don't know if he landed or not you know i don't remember the yeah so that that would be interesting to see so so maybe we're thinking that jj and l are the are the two guys that are going to be in it i think that they're really going to be wanting to sell mike james and fabio basili as other guys so maybe throwing them into the mix uh roosevelt wheeler again is it's always fun to see a guy who's that big just going between the legs and doing silly stuff so um (laughs) that that would be fun to see I still want to see uh, a, a women's basketball player get into the dunk contest. 
because you yeah. know there'd be an automatic W, right? Like, yeah, like you have a women's basketball player dunking. Like, I feel like that's just an automatic dub. So maybe, maybe that's why they want to, they want to keep him out of it. I don't know, yeah. but it'd be interesting yeah. to see. I'm, I'm guessing we're not going to see Aiden McCool though um, in, in the dunk contest <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. If you don't know, Aiden McCool's a, a walk on transfer from Maryland. So uh, probably, probably not going to see a, not going to see a ton of clock. Um, number 33 white guy. That's who he yeah, is. There you go. Yeah. Black guy wearing number 33. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Well, listen, any other comments uh, about, so, so what, one other thing before we got here, we'll be live uh, eight o'clock on, on, on Friday. So if you're making plans, you have plenty of time to get home from work, uh, you know, take the dog for a walk, hang out with the kids, make some dinner and then go to Louisville Live. You don't, you don't have to worry about, you know, showing up in your work clothes or anything. And that's the cool part about this year. You're not going to have to show up and save a spot for five hours and sweat all over yourself. It's going to be a nice, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to even, even say brisk night. It's going to be about 55, 60 degrees out there. Uh, it's going to be just a perfect, comfortable temperature. Uh, you're going to have your own seats. Alan's saying it sounds like they might have a little heated lights. Obviously we got some beer to warm you up. A little hot cocoa for the kids. Be a great time. Fifteen dollars to get out there and, and and see you know the product that they're going to put out there on the floor and and, and the the guests that they're going to have to to entertain everybody. I promise you one hundred percent. If you're not entertained, I'll send you fifteen bucks. Like right. I, I'm I'm that I'm that sure one that person. it's going to be a good time to one person. Yeah, I was about to one say person. the first person that that messages me the that they have a bad time, I'll send you fifteen bucks. <laughs> How about that? Uh, yeah. Hey, Alan, listen. It, go ahead and go ahead and uh, and plug your your Twitter and, and where where to find you. Oh yeah, uh, Alan Tom. Just look up Alan Thomas. If you can't find me now, nah, nah, I'm sorry about that. But the uh, the the my my company is T-shirt Hooligan at Hooligan T-shirt. Um, but I mean that those are the only plugs I need. Like I said, a lot of people these days like I'd rather you not find me. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, <laughs> like. Find, find me on, on, on like, if you see one of my tweets and you're like, oh, that, that, I like that. That makes sense. And let's follow each other. But other than that, like, you know, I don't know. Let's just run into each other when we run into each other. Yeah, absolutely. But, podcast, though. Let's do it. Yeah, that. yeah. And if you run into Alan anytime, buy him a beer. I promise you, you won't regret it. He's a good time. And we look forward to having Alan and four other guests who we haven't announced yet uh, who are going to be rotating in and out as our starting five on the Starting 502 podcast. Uh, yeah. we're, we're excited for this season. We can't wait to to kind of uh, to recap the red white scrimmage and the and the Louisville live and the weekend that was. Uh, we can't wait to get into the season with you guys. And, and like Kenny Payne said, it's a process. Let's enjoy the process. You know, they're they're obviously going to put everything in, into it that they can to put a winning product out there on the floor. As Kenny also said the other day, if winning was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody's reading books to try to know how to win, and they still yep. can't do it. Um, the last coaching hire, everybody thought that he was going to put a winning product on the floor and just didn't, just didn't pan out. This is, this is kind of the season to, to jump all in, to be a believer in, in the system, to be, to truly be a fan and kind of just have like a, a, a refresh a reset, um, on, on what it means to be a little basketball fan. Um, kind of a little bit of a throwback with the connections to the old staff and, and the new, the kind of new generation of players. Like it's just going to be there's a lot of things to be excited for going into this season outside of just what's happening uh, for 40 minutes on the court. And I can't wait to, to kind of recap it all every, every game. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at starting five Oh two it's starting five F I V E zero two at press Meyer on Twitter. It's at the state of Louis uh, for the state of Louisville. Just got our Twitter back today. 
Uh, yeah. I, I heard a Twitter bot's feelings and said that that Jacob was going to hurt his hip if he played football. Um, so, un- unbelievable stuff. Um, but no, make sure you follow us on Twitter because that's where we stay the most active. Follow us yeah. on Facebook. You can listen to us anywhere that you get your podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go Cars. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.